0: So on to, uh, we're going to uh, look a little bit more at um, outreach generally um, because that's what the Community Funday is all about. And um, in many ways, it kind of is a bit of a foundation that allows us to speak to the community about other things as well. So we build on um, kind of the reputation, I guess, that the church has now got after so many years of doing the Funday and and we use that to be able to do some other things. So... So I'm going to talk about um, evangelism outreach more generally and just how uh, partly that is positional for us, so how we position ourselves in our own life and how we position ourselves in relation to other people uh, that we come across in our lives. Um, We're going to have a quick look at some of what the Bible has to say about um, outreach. Um, I'm going to tell you about a vision I didn't have. Um, We're going to have a look at what is our response, what do we need to do, and if at the end of my message about outreach you think I've talked an awful lot about prayer, then I won't be particularly sad about that. So let's go. Let's pray, shall we? God, I thank you so much uh, that you have given us this incredible vehicle, this this platform that we can use in the community, and God, I pray that... uh, that we will step out of your way, that we will allow you to work through this. And God, we we pray that you get all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Righto, so a quick little look through some scriptures, so they will be on the screen here, so um, there's a few angles that that the Bible takes when it talks about um, outreach and the way that we need to uh, be with other people, so um, the Great Commission we probably mostly know, Um, it's a command, it tells us that this is what we need to do, so Matthew 28 verse 18 says, and Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the the Father, Son and Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you and behold I am with you always to the end of the age. And Acts 1 verse 8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Slightly different angle, Um, we're told to care for people. Um, So Micah 6 verse 8 says, he has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? And James 1.27 says, Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. And then there's another scripture, uh, which I haven't put there, I don't think, Um, Matthew 25, 35 to 40, which is a bit long, um, just talks about Jesus being hungry and thirsty, and and the people say, when did we we clothe you, when did we feed you? And he says, whenever you did it for the least of these, you did it for me. Um, So that's what we need to know about outreach as well. So also there are promises of blessings for us as we care for other people. So in Psalm 41, verse 1 and following... Blessed is the one who considers the poor. In the day of trouble, the Lord delivers him. And it goes on to tell you how. Um, Hebrews 6 verse 10. For God is not unjust so as to overlook your work and the love that you have shown for his name in serving the saints, as you still do. So there are lots of promises of protection as we care for others in that. So um, that's a bit of a a flying overview, I guess. Um, But you can see that it is woven into scripture that we are meant to share what we have that God intends for us to do that um, in practical ways and um, in sharing his message of hope and salvation. So what's our response to that? Well we're already doing lots in this space already so we've got play group, we've got youth group, we've got out for lunch which we talked about last week, Uh, we have social activities so uh, bike rides and picnics and things like that uh, the Community Fund Day, we have special services, we have men's and ladies' ministry events, uh, we have uh, missions, both local and overseas, um, various people working in that space, and we have Kids Hope as well. And also, many people are intentionally building relationships with people who don't know Jesus yet, and arguably, that's the most important thing that you can do um, So, all of these ministries need people praying for them in general and specifically while they're running. Kids Hope mentors all have prayer partners, we have to. um, And I would love to see this extended to all ministries. Another idea is maybe you can use the newsletter um, so you can pray for events that are happening. So it's a little bit old-fashioned to actually take that paper one, but lots of people put that in their Bible um, and then when they're having their quiet time, they can sort of be looking who they can be praying for um, and events that are coming up during the week that they can be praying for. So maybe try that if you haven't before. We've got plans to do much more in 2020. Jesus didn't just sit in the temple waiting for people to come to him, and uh, we shouldn't either. So we have got plans to um, go out where the people are, like Jesus did, both geographically and relationally. And there are some ways that we're looking at doing that. So one of them is um, a course like Alpha, running something like that again we have in the past, and we would like to start something like that again. So it probably will be Alpha Um and we've spent some time researching that at the moment, and um, it's well recognised. People sort of know the brand a little bit, so they perhaps trust it a little more than than some other things. Um, and it will be really good to have something like this up and running so that you can invite your friends to it. The the people that you are building relationship with, you'll come to a point eventually where you actually want them to come to something, and Alpha is a really cool thing um, to do. Lots of us would probably benefit from doing Alpha. If you haven't done an Alpha course already, and I haven't been through a whole one myself, um, it's foundational stuff it's really it's it's um like apologetics 101 it's how to defend your faith really well um so lots of us can jump in especially on that first one um and get a really good foundation in how to talk about our faith with other people So that whole ministry will need to be soaked in prayer if it's to bring any kind of fruit. Uh, You can run a program like that and people go in and come out the other end and nothing much has changed. But um, if we soak it in prayer, it will bear significant fruit. It just will. Um, So as well as people serving on the night for those things, we'll be looking for praying teams that are going to pray while those... uh, that ministry is happening Um, another thing that I'm super excited about is an outreach ministry and that's all I'm calling it at the moment Um, so just going into the ministry uh, so we have sort of identified probably how we're going to do this but we're still putting legs on it at the moment Um, and just building relationships uh, with a community group in an intentional and long-term way So initially it will just be that, it will just be meeting their need and building relationships but do we have a plan to add to that in the future? Absolutely we do. Um, So we feel like, as with the Community day, we've been doing it for 17 years now um, and we kind of have a bit of a, it gives you a right to talk to people in a way. Um, So this is what we'll do with this ministry too. So um, it would just about be wrong not to try and build on that afterwards but initially, it will just be about building relationships. So um, something I'm going to steal from Lauren's message last week, something she said really jumped out to me. And she said something like, we don't just stick with the kids because they will be good one day. We need to genuinely care for them now in the mess of it, right in the mess of it. Um, And that will be the case with this ministry too. We need to genuinely care for people right where they are right now. Uh, We don't We can't just pretend to be nice for a while until they get all fixed up and then we can actually like them. We need to like them now. We need to love them right where they are because that's what God does. Um, So this ministry also will need praying teams. So. not everybody will probably want to come out and be a part of this. Not, not everybody can. Um, but we will need people who are praying while it's happening. Um, so just, yeah, really underpinning that ministry with prayer. And extraordinary things will happen when we do. They just will. So what can you do? You might like to cast your mind back to the spiritual gift survey that we did just a few weeks ago. Um, Maybe you came out high in one of the gifts associated with outreach and evangelism, and I know that I did. So several of my things were uh, mentioning um, uh, ministry to un- underprivileged people and struggling families and that type of thing. So when you read not just your title but the, the little blurb that goes with it, you might find that that was the case for you too. Um, and if you did, just get involved um, that's what that spiritual gift survey is for. We don't want it to just be a historical document that you knew this about you, you know, sometime in the past. That's your thing. So that when we mention things like this, you just jump in because you go, well, I already know that about me. I already know that that this is high for me. This is an area that I need to get involved in. Um, even if you didn't come out high in one of those areas, in Timothy 1 Timothy 4 verse 12, Paul urges Timothy to do the work of an evangelist, even though this wasn't his primary function. So um, we all need to be doing this in some form. You don't get to wiggle out just by saying oh that wasn't a high thing for us not really me um, we all need to be doing this but some people the people who did come out high in that survey will probably be the people who will get involved in leadership and planning and being actually on the ground uh, helping uh, we must be praying we need to pray all the time for the hearts of those who don't know Jesus yet our pre-christian friends and for people in the community that we don't even know yet We need to be soaking all of our ministries and events in prayer. We'll be promoting a season of prayer and fasting leading up to the fun day so that people will come for the day. See, I said you'd need it. Yeah. So come for the day and uh, be changed for eternity. So um, people will come and have a great day whether we pray for them or not but that's where it'll stop if we don't pray we need need people to be changed for eternity that's the purpose we don't want um, people to just get filled up on junk food have a great time and go away Um, we want it to actually make a difference in their lives so we will be doing that Um, so I've got a little prayer illustration which occurred just a few days ago and um, so um, I just thought I'd add this in because We need to know that prayer really works, right? And so um, on Thursday we thought it would be fun to take Steve's little car, little MX5, out on this drive for a picnic, right? And it was fun um, up to the point where we ended up a road that we should never have been on and we thought it would be a good idea to keep going, right, because you don't go back, do you? Um, Should have. Anyway, this car did not appreciate being on such a bumpy dirt road and... In the end, it broke completely down. Like, it was... We were stuck... Brad had text messaged me just as this was happening. And we thought we were okay and we could maybe limp out onto it, maybe a bit of a proper road. Um, and I just said, just, you know, I can't be dealing with this thing that you're talking to me about right now because um, the car is breaking down. And he said, where are you? Like, anyway, so we were in the middle of nowhere and the reception was not great. And so I screenshotted Google Maps. This is like, I'm, I'm so proud that I thought to do this. We screenshotted Google Maps so that he would at least know where we were roughly. And so in case we lost things. um, And he said, okay, if I stop hearing from you, we're going to just come and rescue you, right? So (laughs) yes, thank goodness. Anyway, so eventually the car breaks completely down and uh, it was going nowhere. We're in the middle of this little dirt track, but we're in the middle of the track, okay? It's narrow, round a corner. And so I said, to "Steve, we have to pray. Like, why would we not? Right? So we hand, hold hands in the front of this car, front of the car, as if there's a back. There isn't. Um, <laughs> anyway, so we prayed that God would get us out of this situation. That He would get us to a road. And like in my mind, He would fix the car so that it would go again. All right? So I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Um, anyway, uh, so anyway, end of prayer. Try the car again. Nah, didn't. <laughs> Whoops. Anyway. Two or three minutes later, literally, I said, I can hear a car. Um, so, these guys come along, forestry guys, and um, and they have the smallest snatch strap in the back of their car you've ever seen. So, you shouldn't tow with a snatch strap, really, but, like, in an emergency, you do. Um, so, they agree to tow us out, um, which was very scary, I have to say. Um, but anyway, so we get to um, a proper road, and they drop us off in a little town, and... Um, we get out and we just say, thank you so much. Thanks for coming to rescue us. Um, We prayed for you and God sent us you, right? And so you're like, Um, you know, it's hard to say those things sometimes because people think you're... Bit weird. Anyway, um, so they'd go. You know, it's the weirdest thing. We were going the opposite way from where you guys were, and then we just said, "Well, uh, let's turn the GPS off and turn around and go the other way, completely the opposite way." And I said, "That is because we prayed, and God sent you us. Uh, sent you." to us, yeah. And uh, so they're like, actually, you know what? I don't know what else explains what we just did. But um, so we kind of had a really good conversation with these guys. So there's two things that I want you to know about what happened on Thursday. Number one, God answered our prayer. Not quite how I thought he would, but he answered our prayer. He, He got us out exactly what we said to a a real road uh, where we could get rescued. The other thing was about that is even when we were in the little town, we had no reception. Um, But, see, I sort of thought God, uh, Brad was like God in this story because, um, you know, you send your prayers through. So I'd sent through my... Uh, issued to Brad and he said don't worry if we stop hearing from you we're just going to come and get you so it's sort of like when you send your prayer out a li- little bit like when Daniel prayed you know and and he thought the answer wasn't coming yet but it was because there's all this stuff going on um, so Brad was working behind the scenes even though we couldn't communicate with him anymore um, and uh, Brad and other people uh, were working behind the scenes to rescue us so they were bringing in the answer even though we didn't know we just we trusted because they said they would that that they would come and gas, and they did it was amazing so that's a little bit like sometimes what prayer is like you send your prayer to God and you don't get absolute confirmation most of the time back that that that's happening but you have to trust that it's all working behind the scenes and and that God is moving on your behalf so um anyway that is my little thanks (laughs) Brad I think I owe you money as well anyway um anyway back to the message right um so sometimes it's the smallest change we can we make that is effective. We can change the way that we speak about our faith. And, and we did that with those guys. We, we were bold um, because um, we just felt like we should be, that, that they needed to know uh, what had happened. Um, and we can be like that in our life too. So as we talk about our life, either the big issues of our life or just the daily, you know, um, we need to get comfortable talking about our faith. Talk about being at church or at small group. Just let that become part of your language. And this is still sort of being outreach to people because we're kind of normalising that, you know, our Christian faith is a big part of our life and and we don't keep it secret. Um, On social media, if your small group or church helps you bring a meal or uh, whatever, uh, if they help you move house, post that. And if you tell your story maybe about an issue that you've overcome, at least let God be a part of that story. Um, You know, it's great sometimes to say, you know, that this thing happened and that I overcame. Well, let us use the language that is really helpful to let people know that God was a part of our story and that he helped us overcome. Um, Yeah, so so don't let um, church be the best-kept secret in town. Uh, something else that Lauren said last week. Sorry, Lauren, I'm borrowing all your things. Um, just the things you do every day make a difference. So just that language that we use, uh, whether we reference going to church and small group and things like that or not, um, make that be part of our um, everyday language. All righty. So a bit of a challenge, and I'm going to tell you about the vision that I didn't have, and hopefully you will have it too. Um, so, I was, the, the guy's name who I was listening to one day is Steve Apple. for those who like to play at home, um, and he was talking about a vision that he had, and when he'd finished describing it, I felt like I'd had it too, and like that has just gone on um, being the case for me, so I'll just close your eyes if you want to, if it helps you to imagine um, this thing. So, um, he was talking about this vision which was just of green fields, lots and lots of green fields, and they were filled up, and he knew that they were filled up with people uh, from the church. It was the church that he was looking at. And just, I, He's English, right? So he said fields, not paddocks. Um, so field after field, just filled up with people, and they were all just going about their business, they doing things, um, just going about their life. And then on, on a hilltop, there was this massive angel with a trumpet, and um, the angel lifted the trumpet up and just blew this really loud trumpet um and and certain things happened when when this trumpet blew so there were three distinct reactions to the trumpet blowing so the first group did not react at all um the sound was very loud they they will have heard it but they did not react they didn't stop doing what they were doing at all didn't look up the second group of people looked up um, kind of responded to, to the sound but then they just went straight back to what they were doing and then the third group of people they looked up they listened and they paid attention to what was happening and they stopped what they were doing completely um, and he just said that as the sound uh, went through this third group um, they grew in stature and strength and size and many of them then went back to what they were doing. So they, what they were doing wasn't bad. It was just, they were just things. Uh, but the, they went back to it with a renewed passion and energy. So just by saying yes to the Lord, strength was imparted and a new grace was imparted. And that, that just really spoke to me. It's just stuck with me for months. Um, I think there's a lot in this for us. It feels like we're poised on the edge of a movement. And I feel it in my spirit, and it's been reflected in my prayers that that people, people outside, will um, come to the realization that they are coming to that realization, that they've lost all hope, that they don't have hope, uh, and that they'll start to look for it. And when they do, we need to be ready with Jesus' message of hope and salvation. So um, it just really feels like this is the time that we need to look up, we need to listen to that trumpet sound, to God's voice um and then as we pay attention to what he's saying about us and about what the church needs to do then then we just watch as he grows us and makes us ready for the people that will come because they will come i know that i need this at times i struggle to be nice to people i know so i need god's help for sure i need to grow so back to prayer We have to know that Ephesians 3 verse 20 is true. That God can do more in and through us than we can even ask or imagine. So let's dream big, believe big. Don't let our imagination be limiting God. And put that together with 2 Peter 3 verse 9 where we read that God is not wanting any to perish but everyone to come to repentance. And we can see that there is no limit to what God wants to do. So let's pray to see this harvest in our community. Let's pray all the time and specifically for times when we are up close to the ones God is wanting us to reach. So back to our position. How are we going? Just about right. Um, So where we position ourselves in our life is really important and where we position ourselves in relation to other people is really important. And I am going to finish by reading this poem. So some of you might know this already. It's called I Stand at the Door. um, And it was written by Sam Shoemaker, just for people who like to know whether they should be listening to this or not. Sam Shoemaker was a part of the Oxford group uh, from which the 12-step programs like AA came. So, um, and he was a minister, I believe, as well. So no spiritual lightweight, let's say that. So this is I stand at the door. The worship team could maybe start coming. This takes a little, couple of minutes, but um, I stand by the door. I neither go too far in nor stay too far out. The door is the most important door in the world. It is the door through which men walk when they find God. There is no use my going way inside and staying there when so many are still outside and they, as much as I, crave to know where the door is. And all that so many ever find is only the wall where the door ought to be. They creep along the wall like blind men, with outstretched groping hands, feeling for a door, knowing there must be a door, yet they never find it. So I stand by the door. The most tremendous thing in the world is for men to find that door, the door to god the most important thing that any man can do is to take hold of one of those blind groping hands and put it on the latch the latch that only clicks and opens to the man's own touch men die outside the door as starving beggars die on cold nights in cruel cities in the dead of winter die for what of what for want of what is within their grasp They live on the other side of it, live because they have not found it. Nothing else matters compared to helping them find it and open it and walk in and find him. So I stand by the door. Go in, great saints, go all the way in. Go way down into the cavernous cellars and way up into the spacious attics. It is a vast, roomy house, this house where God is go into the deepest of hidden casements of withdrawal of silence of sainthood some must inhabit those inner rooms and i know the depths and know the depths and heights of god and call out to the rest of us how wonderful it is sometimes i take a deeper look in sometimes venture in a little further but my place seems closer to the opening so i stand by the door there is another reason why i stand there some people get part way in and become afraid, lest God and the zeal of his house devour them. For God is so very great and asks all of us. And these people feel a cosmic, a cosmic claustrophobia and want to get out. Let me out, they cry. And the people way inside only terrify them more. Somebody must be by the door to tell them that they are spoiled for the old life. They have seen too much. One taste of God and nothing but God will do anymore. Somebody must be watching for the frightened who who seek to sneak out just where they came in to tell them how much better it is inside. The people too far in do not see how near these are to leaving, preoccupied with the wonder of it all. Somebody must watch for those who have entered the door but would like to run away. So for them too I stand by the door. I admire the people who go way in, but I wish they would not forget how it was before they got in. Then they would be able to help the people who have not yet even found the door, or the people who want to run away again from God. You can go in too deeply and stay in too long and forget the people outside the door. As for me, I shall take my old accustomed place, near enough to God to hear him and know he is there but not so far from men as not to hear them and remember they are there too. Where? Outside the door. Thousands of them, millions of them, but more important for me, one of them, two of them, ten of them, whose hands I am intended to put on the latch. So I shall stand by the door and wait for those who seek it. I had rather be a doorkeeper, so I stand by the door. I hope that really encourages you as you consider your position, whether you're standing by the door for other people um, or whether you're one of the ones. We do need people who will go right in. But just remember to keep calling back to the rest of us who are standing by the door, helping people to find uh, the latch, helping to put people's hands on the latch. Um, and Community Funday, and uh, the relationships we're making, the ministries that we're involved in, the outreach that we're looking at doing uh, next year is all a part of that, of, of us standing by the door and helping people find their way in. Let's pray, shall we? God, we thank you so much for today. We thank you for everything that you are in our life, for everything that you mean to us, for the difference that you make in our life. God, I pray um, that as you continue to talk to us, uh, God, that we can find a way, that we can stand by that door and help others to find what we already have. God, thank you for loving us. God, we know uh, that you love everybody. And God, I pray that you continue to equip us to love everyone too, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.